we stop. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Coochie Crew. I'm Vania. And my name's Kiana. And for the first time, we are recording this podcast in the same general vicinity, I'd say room, but we're actually in a car right now taking <laughs> a lovely road trip from Fairfax where I stay down into Norfolk. Yup. And um, we survived many trials and tribulations so far, many... <laughs> Coming at the hands of asshole semi-truck drivers. Oh my god. We were driving on 95, and you know, if you've ever driven on 95, you know how people drive on that interstate. They're fucking crazy. And I honestly didn't realize how unnecessarily bad my road rage was until... Because <laughs> she seemed pretty calm. Like She kind of was just like, yeah, this dude's kind of tailing me a little bit. And she seems a lot more okay with that than I was because I'm, I, it honestly irritated me for maybe 15 minutes after the conversation ended. <laughs> there was a semi truck that was tailing the fuck out of us in the far left lane where trucks don't normally Mind drive. you, we're already going like 20 over the speed limit. Yeah, we're like going 85. Like we could get pulled over and that, that's illegal to go that speed in Virginia. But this semi truck was still tailing the fuck out of us and he speeds around a ton of other cars to get ahead yeah. of us. And mind you, there are turns on this road. All it takes is like the slightest bit of a too hard of a turn and that semi truck could tip over any minute. Yeah. And then we're getting tailed by some car behind us. So we, so even if that did happen, we wouldn't be able to like slam on the brakes because it would just be, it was just, oh. Infuriating, yeah. It was, it was very, very, very frustrating. But I feel like in that discussion, I found the solution to all my problems because I will be keeping cheese on me. <laughs> I will be keeping cheese on me, little squares of American cheese to throw at cars <laughs> if I need to do that. And if it's hot, it just melts on the windshield once you fling it out in the car. Yeah, so pretty much stick. somebody cuts you off or somebody's tailing you, reach out your sunroof, reach out your fucking window and throw it. <laughs> throw that shit because they can't, like, <laughs> can't can you imagine? You imagine you try to throw that shit out the window and it hits the wrong car. Imagine you're minding your fucking business and somebody throws cheese out their window at another car and it's just stuck to your window now and you got to get that shit off. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. That'd be funny as hell. That would actually be really fucking so, funny. So if you deal with road rage, just keep a pack of American cheese in your car. American cheese is the way to do it. practice your aim and start throwing that shit. I'm telling you. Like, I feel like I just found the the fucking like the answer to all my prayers this is how i will be handling my road rage from this day forward 100 <laughs> how do you normally handle your road rage like especially when someone i mean shit you. what the fuck can you do here's the thing is when i'm having like a fit of road rage i think of doing the most unnecessary things like i could keep a gun in my car i'd shoot somebody's tires out. <laughs> i would 100 percent shoot shoot somebody's tires out I, I like I, I think of doing shit like brake checking people like when they're tailing yeah. me. The thing is, is that's extremely dangerous, and you don't know who's in that car or what the circumstances are. You don't know how that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I definitely think about doing super unnecessary stuff, but all I can do is just be irritated, really. Yeah. So I don't really do anything about it because you know you get out your car, you get to your destination, you don't really think about that shit anymore. Right. And it, it sucks when it's behind you too because you can't even like flash your lights or anything. Like you just sit yeah. There. So when it's behind you, it's way harder to handle the issue. But when I was growing up, my mom had a crippling case of road rage. Oh my god. And I remember, I don't, I don't, know if, I don't remember when uh, Avatar, the uh, Blue Aliens movie came yeah. out. We went to the uh, Virginia Air and Space Museum initially to go see it. And then... Uh, it, for some reason, it stopped working, like, maybe 20 minutes into the movie. Everybody had to leave and get a refund. We were driving yeah. to a different movie theater to go see it. She gets cut off in the middle of the road. It's me, my mom, and my aunt. And I'm, like, a child at this point. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when Avatar came out, but I want to say it was, like, mid-2000s. Mid like That sounds about right. Between, like, 2009 and 2012. That sounds about right. I think you know what I'm saying? Like, it out. seemed yeah. like, I feel like it was in that era. I'm going to look it up now, actually. I guess <laughs> it's going to irritate you. Yeah, because now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Avatar. Like the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, the shit one. Came out 2009. Whoa! Look, right on the fucking guess. money. And I say, like I, like, I feel like it came out at around that time. And... 
damn, lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, it came around that time. It was me, my mom, my aunt. So I'm nine years old. I was born in 2000. I was nine years old at the time. My aunt TT, my aunt, well, her name is Tiffany, but my aunt TT is what I call her, was sitting in the passenger seat. My mom speeds up, catches up to that car. There's a fucking can of Pepsi, like <laughs> half, like like a 90 percent full. Yeah. So it's heavy. Right. She says, throw it at that car. <laughs> Now, I am just like my mother. And I've done that to people where I go, here, take this, throw it out that fucking car. No. Just what? A, throw it out the. If you want to ride to your destination, take this bottle of Gatorade and chuck it at that window. Oh my god! But that's not the point of the story. So, pretty much, <laughs> she. My, my aunt Titi doesn't even say no. She's just like, this? Like, this candidate? Like, you want me to throw Yes. She Pepsi. rolls down. My mom rolls down the window for her. Auntie T chucks the uh, can at the car. It hits the car. I don't really remember what happened after that, or if anything happened. If anybody did anything about it, I'm pretty sure nobody this did. Is what I, want, I was want to know like how people would react. Like, I mean, fucking shit. Pepsi thrown at your windshield. I know. I mean, and it's aluminum can too. That could actually like scratch something. Right? Or something, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But she did it, and I think some of the Pepsi like flew back into the car and onto my auntie. Oh, no. My auntie too was like, see, that's what I get. <laughs> I was, and I just remember sitting in the back of the car in like pure silence. And my mom turns around, to go, turns around and goes, do as I say, not as I do. Oh my God. Just one of those. Just one of those. Look, I know what you saw me just do. I know you saw me. I know. But don't do what I just did. Oh my God. And I, you know, I grew up to eventually do the same thing the same shit. Yeah. Is that, did you see that Hulk just sitting there? Wait, no, I didn't. You didn't just what? see that Hulk? Okay, so. Oh, damn. There was a, there's like, you know how like when you're on the interstate and you see like the medians like really tall grass? There was literally yeah. a Hulk just like perched. Oh, that's cool as fuck. Somewhere. I'm sad I didn't see that. I don't know what it was because it looked like fucking grass at first, but it, that shit seemed pretty stiff for a Hulk to just be chilling right damn. there. Damn. I wish you could have seen that actually. That actually looked really cool. I'm kind of upset. But, um. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever have the guts to be able to throw anything at any card. Maybe cheese. Like, I would consider cheese. cheese I feel in my like car. cheese is not a big enough problem for somebody to really, like, get mad. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. you might be annoyed. I mean, like, I've never even flipped anyone off in the car. I've, I have laid my horn on people when I have to. Um, and, like, if, if people are tailing me, I'll just, like, a turn on the windshield wipers and you know the thing where it like starts spraying the windshield and usually if it's not raining the, yeah. the water will just spray over the windshield and onto the windshield of the car behind which me which I never thought of it's funny as hell though like you, they sometimes they get really upset and keep on tailing you other times they'll just get the fuck out of the way but seeing their windshield wipers keep on turning on and then I like I'll wait a minute for them to clear their windshield and I'll just do it again and I'll just keep huh. on doing that until they fucking until they stop fucking tailing move. me that's about as far as my road rage goes but even when I'm sitting in the car and someone's doing that I don't yell or anything i'm just like dude do you have to be that close like i just talk to them and that's like, the, the thing <laughs> that's the thing is a semi has no business tailing that's true yeah a little ass like the fucking little suv yeah i get nervous as hell if a semi is tailing me because if they i know they're not going to be able to stop on time if i have to stop yeah ram into me and whatever cars are ahead of me and that's how i got into my first accident too someone was like kind of tailing me the car in front of me stopped i stopped in time car behind me did not and then they they uh rear-ended me and it caused me to hit the car in front of me and that was like so anytime like any car starts tailing me and like the cars in front of me start slowing down like i get ptsd i start getting all nervous and my anxiety yeah. just goes up so once you get into your first accident oh you realize how easy it is yeah. I'm telling you, you drive different after yeah, that. Yeah, and you Especially do. when you get into your first really bad one. Yeah. God forbid that any of that happens to me or Kiana at any oh point in God, the future. Yeah. I've already been in my first really bad accident, but it wasn't me driving. It was actually at the fault of the other person. Good, good. Of the other party. It didn't mean shit. And it sucks too because you could do everything right on the road. It's and like still, still going to hit you. Yeah, and how it happened is is in Norfolk, there's, a, uh, there's this public housing... You know, and it's, it's called Tidewater Park, right? Yeah. Who knows how long Tidewater Park is going to be there? Because recently it got gentrified and they're tearing that shit down later. Oh, they're shit. about to, re yeah, they're oh about to relocate everybody yeah. pretty soon. But, um, Tidewater Park. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought just fell off I just have to uh, make sure it's still recording. All right. <laughs> hey, as long as it's still recording, it's a cute little, cute little blooper. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> cute little blooper. So, uh, <laughs> 
Tidewater Park, getting gentrified soon, uh, and we were driving past Tidewater Park, me and a friend of mine, ride past Tidewater Park, I was in the passenger side, I was not driving this time, and I don't remember how fast we were going, I know we were going a little fast. Right. The main road, the main road, uh, speed limit in Norfolk tends to be, but depending on where you are because there's so many residential areas, it could be 20 miles per hour, it could be 40. Right. But it's usually the general range. I believe we were going like 45. Yeah. And whoever the fuck was coming out of Tidewater Park, so like you're coming down, you're coming down uh, the road and then I want to say we're on Princess Anne, I'm not sure. We're coming, or Virginia Beach Boulevard, my bad. We're, I want to say we're going on Virginia Beach Boulevard. Yeah. And then there's an entrance to the neighborhood. Entrance and exit. They were coming up the neighborhood, completely ignored their stop sign. They were going pretty fucking fast too. Yeah. And they T-boned us. Shit. Right on the passenger side. Oh where my I'm god. Sitting. And they sent us like spinning out onto a median. We knocked over a street sign. Oh my and god. And then this was his mom's car, by the way. And his tire like the tire on the back passenger side on like the axis itself that holds the tires wrapped around to the other side of the car holy shit that's how bad the car got hit the car i don't think the car i'm not sure if the car was totaled it was a new or car but the damage was pretty fucking bad oh my god were y'all okay i had a concussion I think he was fine. I had a concussion. I think he was fine. I had some back pain and some neck pain. Right. But overall, you know, I survived. That shit really could have killed me because yeah. I'm pretty, we were going pretty fast. Especially that car like was going pretty fast. the first accident you were, have ever been in. Holy shit. That was the first. By that point, you know, like, you know, you get your... I really don't count rear-endings depending on how bad it is. Yeah. Rear-ending people, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit happens. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call that, like, a straight-up accident. That was probably, like, the first real accident I got in. Yeah. That did any damage. So we spent a, sent a spinning out. Airbags did not deploy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And we got hit pretty fucking hard to get sent into a full on like spin out. Yeah. Holy but luckily, shit. so the dude who hit us ran. The dude who hit us took no. off. However, because we're near the fucking projects, there was already a police officer there. Oh god. Just there. Like he wasn't doing anything. He was just there, you know. Driving. You know, over-policed areas. You know, he was just there. And the second we got hit, police took off after him, caught him like a, I think like a, a, a couple, like a couple yeah. blocks down the road. Good, good. So at least he was caught him. Yeah, and you know, Holy shit, everybody came, like a whole bunch of people came out of their, uh, came out of their houses. It was cold. It was winter time. Oh. This was maybe a year or two ago. Yeah. It was cold, it was winter time. This lady came and invited me and my friend to wait in the house while our family came and picked us up and gave us like jackets and gave us some water and X, Y, and Z. And then we had to go to court and yada, yada, yada. Holy shit. But that was my first really bad accident. And you know, people will say stuff to you like, oh, like you can go, like you can do this, like, why are you slowing down? It's not your stop sign. I'm just like, because people don't fucking pay attention. That's yeah, why. Yeah, no, they just don't. If there's if there's any underage or non-licensed holding, non-driving listeners, there's one thing you should know before you start driving. Never just assume other people are going to follow the rules. That is so true. You can never assume people are going to just like follow the rules. People try to make false insurance claims. They'll break check you so you can rear-end them. Yeah. People speed up, people tail you, people miss their stop sign. People don't see, people don't compensate oh, yeah. for vehicle attachments. You know what I'm saying? Shit happens. You can never assume that people are going to follow the rules or do the right thing. Exactly. Because that whole accident was completely out of me and my friend's control. Right. He was doing, like my, like my friend, he was just driving down a road straight on and somebody just yeah. happened to T-bone us. And that, that was a... Oh my god. Yeah, y'all were doing everything right. We keep a dash cam in all of our cars in my family, so I've got one here right now. And I definitely had to use the footage like when I got in my first accident. And we mostly got them just for like, you know, insurance fraud in case people try to break check us, hoping to get some money out of us. But yeah, that shit sucks. You know what? The first accident I've been in was actually not this last one I talked about. That was the first one where I was by myself and I had a license and I was driving. But the first one was when I was with my family. I was like, like 
we were at a stop sign and it was really hard to see if other cars were coming because there were like bushes and trees on the other side. No, <laughs> mom! Mom's calling. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be the most disruptive podcast that we have. Continue. But, um, yeah, so my mom was at a stop sign. She couldn't see the other car coming because of the bush. So she takes off into the street about to make a left turn and then straight t-bones another car and i remember like looking at the side of the car and seeing it coming and i was a kid so i didn't understand like all the road rules i didn't know that my mom was supposed to be stopped until the car passed so i saw the car coming and i kept thinking it's gonna stop it's gonna stop it's going to stop and then i began to realize it wasn't going to stop and then we t-boned them it wasn't a bad accident i mean our car was total i don't know about the other car but we hit them and then the other car it didn't spin out but like he definitely tried to turn the steering wheel to get out of our way and then like ended up hitting the curb so yeah so we were on the way to like this award show at my church and i was supposed to be like winning something that night so i remember having to call friends and be like yeah not gonna be able to show up we uh got an accident i remember my seatbelt was like on my neck and i that was sore for like a week or two afterwards and every time for years after that, whenever I was driving with my mom and I saw a car coming up on the left side, I get nervous because I'm afraid of that happening again. So that was the first accident. It took me years to overcome that anxiety. But, no, it does. It scares yeah. you a little bit. You have like a very mild case of PTSD for oh like a while. Yeah. And then eventually you kind of just learn to trust it again. Yeah. But and then that's when another accident happens. Yeah, you definitely have to learn to watch out. So, For sure. kind of a little bit of a subject change. Uh, yeah. I swear, I don't know what it is with parents and acting like you didn't tell them shit. <laughs> but I'm on, like, I'm texting my mom currently. She's telling me that she has a car. I told her I was coming back today. Yeah. So she has my car. She even said she said herself, "Oh, I'm gonna have to. You're gonna need your car." Yeah. Told her I had a job interview. She's like, "Oh, we need to figure out time. That's something. Just like. Like, and she's over here like, until she's like, oh, you never got back to me and where you're staying and it's like, it's like, mom, we literally, like, you, you told me that you think that I should stay at my dad's house. My parents are separated. She said that I should stay at my dad's house. And yeah. now she's acting brand new. Oh my God. Yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> it's because they're old. I can't remember. How old are your parents? Um, my parents... I don't even... That's... This is so sad. I have no <laughs> clue. They're in their 40s, though. My dad is coming up on oh, 50. Young. Wait a minute. Is my dad turning 50? Because his birthday's coming up uh, in the middle of this upcoming week. But my dad's coming up on 50. My mom is in her, like, mid-late 40s, probably. That's pretty young. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. young. My mom had me pretty young. Yeah. I think my mom had me at 30, and then my dad's three years older than her, so I just use that to figure out their ages. My mom's 51, and my dad's 54. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> but, yeah. Parents can be fun sometimes. <laughs> they can. I hate that she starts this, she wants to have this conversation. It would be mid-podcast. That everybody wants to... I'm telling you, it's when I'm in the middle of doing something that my phone just starts booming. Oh my god, that's true. Okay, do your parents do that thing where if you try calling them, they won't answer the phone, like, at all. And in the minute they call you and you miss their call... It all hell breaks loose. Oh my god. (laughs) My mom doesn't like her ringer going off in public. Like, apparently embarrasses her or whatever. So when I try to contact her when she's not in the house, I won't hear back for hours sometimes. And that... It, it sucks and it's annoying as well. No, fuck. no, it's ear, it's ear to shit at you. are just like, okay, well, if I got axe murdered, then what? Exactly, yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, you, you just be like, man, I can't rely on you And I called shit. her for emergencies. Actually, like, when I got in my accident, um, I was calling both my parents and neither of them were picking up. And I'm like, yeah. this is when I need you to pick up. I have no idea what to do. I honestly probably would have had, like, a whole breakdown. Like, I would have been on the phone like, yo. Oh, I was. I was Seriously? crying. And I'm like, can somebody answer the fucking phone? It's just like, what the fuck do I do? Like, right? when you get in your first accident and you don't know how accidents work, yeah, it's very frustrating. Oh my god, because yeah. you're just like, 
who do I call? What do I do? What do I say? What yep. information do I need or not need to give them? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know. Once you've gotten in, I mean, that's crazy. I haven't been in, like, a lot of bad accidents, but I've grounded a couple people. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I've grounded a couple people, and every other time an accident happened to my car, it was usually when I was stationary. Yeah. And, like, not near my car. Ah, okay. So, at least you were in it, but still, coming back to a car when it's... Yeah. Oh my god, I can't I mean, imagine. When I when you used to work so at the pissed. movie theater, I came out into the parking garage and my headlight was busted. And like that sh- and it was like dented in. The lady left a note. The lady left a note and gave me her number and information and everything. She right. said she oh, good, like good. you know what I'm saying? She she you know, she was honest about it. I'm glad to hear that. Whoops. We slow the fuck down on this exit. <laughs> Another happy little blooper. <laughs> As Bob Ross would call it, happy little happy accidents. Happy little accidents. Happy little Mine accidents. I was a happy little accident. I know, same. Yeah, <laughs> well, it wasn't an accident, but it wasn't planned. Like, my parents wanted to have a second kid. Um, they just didn't expect to have it, you know, when I came around. So. No, it'd be like that. Technically, I was an accident, too. That's when my mom <laughs> left my biological father. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, I was, <laughs> I was for sure an accident. She just decided that I could stick around. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Glad to have you here. <laughs> oh my god. But when I think the, there was one time, like you know, when people like accidentally hit you in like a parking garage or whatever, and they'll even know. I, I accidentally did that. Somebody. This must have been like a month after I got my license. So right. I was still brand new. I was still figuring out the limits of my car and everything. And I had just gotten my car for Christmas as well, so it was still brand new. Right. Um, I think I was trying to back into a parking spot in the Lynn Haven Mall parking garage, uh-huh. and I, I like misjudged how close the other car was, and I ended up scraping their bumper. So I remember freaking out, and I, I parked like next to them anyway, and then I like I checked their car, and I realized like all the scratch marks could be wiped off, and I checked mine, same thing, and I literally just pulled out and went to park in a different garage. I'm like, I'm not leaving a note or anything. I really hope they don't notice. There's no cameras. We're good, and I, I never heard back anything. I've you know, definitely, I've ago. definitely done that before. Yeah, I've definitely like hit people's cars and then just like left. Yeah, I know that like the responsible it, like, thing. The thing is, is if it, if there's some serious damage, yeah. then okay, I should probably leave a note. But if I don't see any notable damage done to their car. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it fucking pushing. I don't have money for that. And if I put a claim on every single uh, on every single accident I got in, my insurance would be through the fucking roof. Oh my god! <laughs> I always get nervous. Like, like I know the responsible thing is to like leave a note, but I get especially when you're a kid and you're, you just got a car and it's nerve wracking and like I just I just want to run. And you for damn sure don't want to have that conversation. Exactly. With your exactly. Oh my god. So just. Last month, I think, I was hanging out with some friends, and one of the girls, like, we were having, like, a, a tea party thing. Yeah. And one of the girls arrived late, and she was all, like, nervous and everything, and she was like, you guys would not believe what happened today. I was parking in a parking garage, and I accidentally, like, hit a car while backing in, and, like, she was a new driver as well. Yeah. Um, she saw it was, like, she only briefly looked at it, she never actually got out of her car, and she thought there was no damage, so she decided to park in a different spot just down the line. Um... And then she ended up going home a little bit later, and on her way home, her dad calls her and is like, hey, I just got a call from an insurance company, or from our insurance, saying that you've just hit someone, and because you ran away, they're counting it as a hit and run. And she began freaking the fuck out. She didn't realize that, like, they found her car, saw which one scratched it, got her license plate number, and was able to get her information that way. That's insane. Right, so she confessed to her dad, and because she's, like, a teenager, was able to confess. I would like, shit myself. I know. She was so nervous, but because she confessed to it, they decided it's not a hit and run. Like, we'll, we'll go through, like, everything as normal, but she was so fucking nervous. No, that's terrifying. That. Yeah. That's, like, that's my worst nightmare. Because there are people out there who really would have been like, I don't give a fuck. You ran. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're a teenager. Because the thing is, is, I would say, and it's crazy, because as I grow up, like, I would definitely say that there's some things that are worth just, like, letting you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially when you're a kid, you're a new driver. Yeah. And, like, who hasn't done that before? Like, I don't think yeah, anybody like you get, you get fucking, you get scared. Like, yeah. You, like, you're a teenager. When you're a teenager, your number one priority is, I don't want to get in trouble. Exactly, That's exactly. your number one priority in life is, I don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> one time, this was when I was coming, I was probably 18 or 19 by this point, and... I rear-ended somebody on the interstate. It was on 264. I was heading to yeah. work. 
And no, I wasn't. That's a lie. I was actually heading to a friend's house. Yeah. I was getting confused with the instructions and where I was going because it just didn't look right. It wasn't really matching up, yada, yada, yada. And I wasn't looking and I rear-ended somebody, pulled off on the side of the road. It was an Indian dude. He was like grilling me. Do you have insurance? Da, 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 da. Like he was very upset. I said, look, oh I just, God. here's my phone number. Here's my ID. Like, look, like, I'm not, I just, I really have somewhere to be right now. I don't have time for this. And we just kind of moved on from there. We didn't call the police or anything. We stayed in contact. I gave my insurance policy number and whatnot. And then... But, like, you were a kid. But, no, look, look, look. Look. (laughs) So, then one day he messages me. I wish I still had the text message. Yeah. But he pretty much said, I washed, cleaned, and checked my car properly you know the damage isn't that serious so i'm god. not gonna make an insurance claim but oh, next, god, god. he said but next time you will drive safer right and i was <laughs> like yeah thanks. okay that's good i'm glad to hear that but like especially when you're a kid and this older man is yelling at you for something you did like i mean for I, what I it's worth crying <laughs> he didn't he for what it's worth he didn't yell he was just very he was just very clearly upset he was yeah. very clearly agitated and to this day, that's why I stand by it when I always say, Indian people are the friendliest people you'll ever meet in your fucking life. That's good. I'm so I say that all that. the time. <laughs> people don't believe in stereotypes. I'll tell you right now, Indian people are the friendliest people you'll ever meet in your fucking <laughs> life. I've never had... Like, they're just like... He was just so forgiving because so many other people would have just been like, no, I'm making an insurance claim. I'm getting that money. Yeah. So it would have been very frustrating, but I, I, I was very surprised that he even took into consideration the fact that it would have, because now that I think about it, yeah, he said he's not going to make a claim and, and raise my insurance because he knew that it was going to raise my insurance. And I think the only reason he started to consider it is because he could tell that I was flustered and freaking out. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm that, glad that he was kind about it then. And you know what I'm saying? So like... And I think at the time, my mom had already taken me off of collision insurance. I only have liability. Okay, okay. So that means pretty much I can't, like, I can't, like, I don't have any insurance to fix my shit if my shit goes wrong, basically. Right, right, okay. That makes sense. But, yeah, we appreciate the people who are nice about all that. <laughs> Even when they have every right to be angry. Yeah, because I definitely, like, it was my fault. Like, I literally was not paying attention. Yeah, so. yeah. I couldn't even, you know, be... I couldn't even be upset, really. Yeah. Oh, that's understandable. But I'm glad that he... I'm glad he let me slide on it because <laughs> I definitely didn't have money, nor was I trying to explain that to my parents. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of, like, accidents or just car troubles and stuff and things that aren't our fault, Vinia and I have gone through some awful shit with my workplace. <laughs> I clean yes. Apartments. Oh my god. <laughs> I clean apartments, and there was one. Vania was helping me out for a little bit when she was in town. Um, there was one apartment complex, and they normally give us like parking passes for our cars, um, and they don't always. And my manager and I have been cleaning there for months, and like sometimes we wouldn't have a pass, and it'd be totally fine. So of course, the first time or like the last time Vania worked with me at that apartment complex. We both park kind of near each other. We go into the unit, we clean it. Like two, three hours later, we come out to go grab lunch and then start on our second unit. And her car was missing. It was saying when your car was just gone. We were just looking at each other. I was like, I could have sworn I parked like right next to you. She was like, I could have sworn you did too. We took a lap around the neighborhood. We were like, these bitches definitely towed my fucking car. Yup. 100% (laughs) they towed my fucking car. I never had my car get towed before. We cleaned this apartment complex a thousand times. Yeah. Never got it towed. And yeah, when we go into the we go to, into the fucking office yeah. to ask like, yo, like can you have them release my car? Like, what the fuck? And they're pretty much just like, you gotta go and pay the fee and get your car. And I'm just like, like we fucking work for you. I know. And like we were we were cleaning for like eighty dollars a unit. So like both of us both of us made eighty dollars that day. But getting the car back was hundred and forty five. Like we lost money for sure. Our manager reimbursed us and everything because it wasn't our fault. Yeah. And she was as, just about as pissed as we were. But do you remember that one um, when we were doing like the lap around the neighborhood to try to look for your car? Your seatbelt wasn't on, and then my seatbelt light began going on, like blinking and telling yeah. you, you know, put your seatbelt on. It was like boop 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 boop. Vanilla was sitting here looking so calm, and, and then you were just like pointing at the light and going, "That's my heart rate right now." And I'm like, no, oh my god, are you good? I'm pretty sure 
Like, it would, like, so her, if I remember correctly, like, it beeps and then it, like, gets faster and more it intense does, as, yeah. as, like, like you leave it all. Like, and the thing is, is a lot of times I'll be freaking out and it will not read on my face at all. Yeah, like, uh, I, I remember, like, just before, like, she said that, like, I thought you were, like, you were so calm. I'm like, wow, you were handling this really well. And then you pointed, like, like, that's my heart rate. And I'm like, oh, she's holding it in. Oh, my God. No, literally... <laughs> I, like, I'll be freaking out mentally, but yeah. I never do it. Like, I never overtly freak out because if I freak out, like, for real, then I'm just going to, like, flip out. And yeah. I'd be so, like, I was already irritated as it was. Right. And it took us longer to finish the units because we still got our lunch and then we had to drive. It was, like, a 20-minute drive to the oceanfront yeah. where they decided to put our car. So we had to drive all the way out there, get the car, and then drive all the way back and then eat our McDonald's in the unit. And that was... And by that point, I didn't even want to clean a goddamn thing. I know. I was so annoyed. Like, there was, like, I think one or two, like, one bathroom we had to clean. And, like, as soon as you were done cleaning it, like, I remember you just laid in the middle of the carpet. Just Yeah, I was just, like, there. I just, And I normally like, I, I tell, like, normally when I work with people, I tell them, like, hey, I really need you to keep on cleaning. But I'm, like, after the shit that Benio went through, like, you're good. I was you're so, totally good. I was so stressed <laughs> out. I still, like, I think... I think I, I did like some little stuff. I think I vacuumed a little. Yeah, it's like you did, did all, like you did all like, the stuff that you're supposed to do, and then you just. I just down. was like, all right. <laughs> and I was I'm like, like you know what? Valid. I would do the exact same I thing. I was so fucking annoyed. I was like, I was like, how the fuck are you gonna go tell our car? Because she got her car towed too by the same complex. Yeah. We work for you. I know. Oh my Y'all god. Y'all should have passes for people who come and clean your shit. Yeah, home. and like I like this company. We work for multiple different units. Or like I think five or six different apartment complexes, and not all of them give you passes. They're all like, oh, you can park anywhere, or you can just park in like visitor parking or whatever. And sometimes visitor parking is like a hike away. So yeah. I, I'm carrying all my cleaning supplies in. Like this is so we don't want like, it. So like, I don't want to carry all that shit all like the way. Like, we got a fucking vacuum, yeah. like fucking brooms, Like, I'm working for you. Bags full you, of cleaning supplies. The least you can supplies. do is make this easier for me. So. Yeah, like, I don't, like, we really don't have time to, like, a hundred, I think we paid, like, a hundred forty, you paid a hundred forty something dollars. Yeah, so I, I paid with my credit, with my card, because I knew that there was money on it, and then my manager reimbursed me for that, but... It was still fucking annoying. And, like, my manager was just as pissed as we were. Cause she's like, I've been parking there for months without a pass. I don't know why they towed your car. Yeah, it was the whole thing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was it was so fucking annoying. And then later on down the road, by the time I had left, they towed her car. Yeah, they totally towed my car. I walked out of the unit. It was pretty late at night, too. It was a dirty unit, so it took me all day long. And I came out, and, like, I was already tired. And all I wanted to do was go home. And yeah. my car was gone. So That'd be, that's the worst shit is right? when you come out after a long day of work, you're already fucking annoyed. Yeah. And then it's always some shit. My thing is it's always my tires. Oh. Like I'll be having a long fucking day, come outside, tire flat. And I'm just like, bro, Are come on. Oh my and I God. work in the city most cases too. Yeah. If I'm in Norfolk, I'm probably working in like the more city area. Yeah. But there's like a bunch of construction site. There's nails in the ground, glass. Yeah. So like your tires get fucked up pretty easy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've had like four nails in my tires before. I was, I was, I think it was like within four months or yeah, within four months, like once a month I had a nail in each tire and I was convinced someone was like attacking me and like purposely putting I'm telling them there. You. Cause I'm like, how do I, I had this happen four times. I'm telling so. you, if there's uh, an issue I always have with my car, it's always my fucking tires. Oh man, yeah. It's always the tire getting blown out. I remember one time. I was driving on the interstate and yeah. I just heard this like no! sound and then all of a sudden I hear this shit scree- screeching and then I feel and hear the tire oh, doing that shit it does. That's happened to me. I pulled up to the side of the road, I looked at that tire, that shit is dead flat. I was so close to the house, like so close to the exit, I just wanted to get off the interstate, couldn't make it. Then this really hot, uh, this really hot road worker came and fixed my tire for me, replaced it for me and everything. And oh my god. You know, to this day, I would still give him the fucking, what do you call it, the glob glob, <laughs> deep throat. <laughs> to I this day, he could still get it. Oh my god. <laughs> to this day, this I... Man needs his ass ate. Oh my god. <laughs> 100% to this day, I would gargle his nutsack for free. <laughs> oh my god. To this day. I definitely had one of my tires blow out. I was literally like five minutes from my house. And then, yeah, I hear that exploding noise and the grinding of the metal against the pavement. Hated. And yeah, I pulled, there, there was like a, I, a gas my, I think I fucked right up my, one of my hubcaps doing that shit. Ooh, 
fuck. And I couldn't put it back on. Oh my god, yeah. Like, I could deal with some car troubles. Like, you know, I know how to check my tires. I can fill them yeah. up with air. I can do all that shit. I actually have no idea how to fill my tires up with air. I can show you sometime. It's actually really easy. Yeah, but... I should know by now, but I really don't. I can change my tire, though. I actually can't change my tire. That's something I have to learn how to do. And well, I have a spare tire in the back, so... You, you're not allowed to be a masked lesbian. <laughs> And then not know how to change Let me tire. be butch, Vanilla. <laughs> you can't. You can't be butch and then not know how to change your ah, tire. I know. I have to learn. I, to learn. I can teach you how to change tire. I'm down. <laughs> but yeah, tire troubles that happens all the time. And now, like because that tire blew out, um, whenever I get like the low air pressure warning on my dash, I always get nervous that that's going to happen again. And there's one tire lately that's been a little bit leaky. Um, we've been able to repair it, but like it was low pressure twice within like a month and so and the first time was like it happened right before um, last time I picked up Mania from the from Norma, so I remember like filling it up with air and calling my dad and be like yo just to make sure my tire was low But like it won't blow up on the road trip, right? And he was like, yeah, that was good I don't know why your tire blew up the first time you should be fine this time And I remember telling you that on the phone. Yeah, and you're like it better fucking not blow up. I've got shit to do And I say no bullshit. I really don't have time for this shit like it'd be like if the thing is is tires Will always blow up when you have something you right? have to do oh somewhere my God. You need to be. <laughs> And that shit it's the it's always like the the biggest fucking inconvenience. When I used to work at this pizza shop in Norfolk, mm-hmm. my tire was already low, and I told myself that halfway through the shift I was gonna leave and go fill it up. Completely forgot to do it. Yeah. Got to my car flat, flat as a fucking no. I don't even know. And I may, I barely got to the Seven Eleven in Granby yeah. to go and fill it up, and. It just, it was just, it was too late. I had to pull off into a parking lot and it was nighttime and I didn't really have anybody to help me. And I was trying to, here's the thing is every car, I'm pretty sure, unless you got it used and it didn't have it in there when you got it, every car comes with a jack with a jack and tools and a fucking, uh, tire, like little, the little, the little, uh, little, the little thing. key, the tire key, that's what it's called. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, it comes, yeah, like, it, they all come with it, right? Yeah. And, so, okay, so last time I, so last time I fucked up my tire before that, whoever put my tire, my spare, in my, in the back of my trunk, yeah. when they tighten the little thing that screws it and holds it in place, right. they must have used a tool or something, because I could not pry that shit off to save my fucking life. I could not undo it. So now we have two different issues. I'm using this. The car jack you're given, usable, takes a lot of fucking work. It's not like one of those car jacks you see at an auto shop where they just spin the thing one good time and your car's in the air. Yeah. It's little. Like, you can hold it in your hand. It works, but it takes forever to, like, pump it up. Yeah. And I couldn't get the spare tire, so... Even though I could have gotten the tire off, like um, like the the flat tire off of my car, yeah. I could not get the spare out. Oh, so no. then the police, a police officer comes, you know, is asking if I'm okay and whatnot, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine, but like I can't, I can't get the spare tire out. Like I need to change my tire. Can this out? He's like, okay, I can try and get it out for you. And if I get out for you, no, I'll change the tire for you. Yeah. And I was like, cool. You know, appreciate it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Lo and behold, like, and this man is, like, using, like, he doesn't have any, like, damn, I just dropped my poppy pin. <laughs> he doesn't have any, you know, car-related tools. Right. Damn. I really lost my whole bobby pin. Shit. That That hurts. <laughs> but, uh, he doesn't have any car-related tools, so he's just, like, using his flashlight and all his other like blunt objects that he has on his little tool waistband thing to try and break that shit off but he could not get it off oh my god so eventually he says it doesn't look like i can get it off i tried and then he says but you know since i'm kind of just like on breaking like off duty right now i'll sit off to the side and you know watch like watch over you while you wait for somebody to come and help you basically. there you go okay so he lingered around because it was it was nighttime and it was dark yeah and then some dude came and i was kind of wary at first he knew I, I he knew that he was like kind of freaking out a little bit he was like look i'm not i just 
I see that you have a flat tire. And yeah. I, you know, like, he works in fixing cars and stuff. Yeah. So he had, like, a full professional setup to change my tire. Oh, nice. Change that shit in, like, two minutes and set me on my way. Oh, thank God. This man, he just asked eight. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know, I, I'm all for gender equality until my car starts fucking up. Yeah. Trails all the time. Like, I need a man. Like, feminism, but... Unless unless my car's fucking up, I don't want to deal with that shit. That shit is so fucking. Oh, I feel that. This shit is I want to learn how to take care of my car. I feel like I'd save money from having to take it. One hundred percent. I don't know how to like. I want to learn how to change my oil. Yeah, I know how to check the oil, but yeah, I have no idea how to change it or or anything like that. So it's too I'd much. Like to, yeah, yeah. I know, know I'm just gonna keep going. And yes and no. Right. I know you're not supposed to touch the cables together. Touch the yes, cars together. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to know, do like, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I did it once for someone actually at after Estella's cafe. I was like playing chess with um, A and like one of his friends, uh-huh. and his friend's car was dead. So I was able to go out. And, like I had to jump cables and everything, and like they showed me how to do it. And so I feel like if the situation arose, I'd be able to figure it out. But I feel like I should really do some research on all that. Make sure I know what I'm doing. Yeah, just like basic <laughs> car skills. Yeah, especially because I want to. <laughs> Part of it's just because I want to be as like you know mask butch bisexual as possible, so yes. I feel like I need to know these things. I know I keep calling her <laughs> lesbian. She's technically a bisexual. I but am. I'm emotionally I think, attracted to men. <laughs> I think it is a matter of time before she stops dating men altogether. That would be nice, actually. I I would bet money that you're going to be one of those bisexuals that once she develops the confidence to really go after women, she's not she's not going to date. I would men not anymore. even mind that, honestly. I feel like. That'd be a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, feel, like, I, I can almost guarantee you. So I just keep enough. calling her lesbian because I see it. <laughs> I see it in her future. It's most of my. The, yes. I, I see it. I just I know what's happening. Oh yeah. Most of my friends call me lesbian anyway. Like I think it's funny. I don't care. But. She's a like she's a lesbian. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> a lesbian to be. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Once you get that confidence going for flirting with women, it's Hell right. Yeah. You'll Once never date another man car. in your life. I want to like ride a motorcycle. I want to have like tattoos everywhere like yeah i want to i want to be the whole shebang sis is trying to be jack too she'd be going rock climbing i and am shit. i like i like getting muscles and see i it, kind of a subject change but growing up i was always told what a woman should and shouldn't do like you yeah. know it's a men's role should X, should y, not and look like and yada, yeah yada, men yada, should yada, work yada. men should fix the car men can do that kind of stuff and men should work out and then woman it's like no housewife mom uh you should learn how to cook and clean and that kind of shit and I hated hearing that growing up. And so I think me trying to portray myself as super mask is more like a fuck you to my parents. Like, I want to huh. learn to fix my car because Rebelling I don't... well into your Exactly. Yeah, I want to learn to fix my car because I don't want a man to have to do that for me. I work out because I want to be jacked and I want to be more masculine because I feel like a woman should be able to do that. I grow armpit hair because women have fucking body hair. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to learn how to do all that car shit and just be as masked as possible just to be like... Like, I'm a woman and I can do this shit too. Respect me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think personally... I think personally my only thing with gender roles is that I don't like... I don't like... I, f- I feel like I, I have to try and fit myself into a box sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I think that even in, you know, the gender fluid community, uh-huh. the trans, the binary, mm-hmm. you know, the theys, the, you know however you identify you know having to identify as gender fluid or identify as non-binary because you don't want to get put into like I, it makes me feel like like I would rather just be able to wear what I want when I feel like it yeah. and not have to think too much about it and I was just having a conversation with uh, Kiana earlier before we started the podcast about how you know like there's some times where I am like in full masculine you know lo- like I, I would look like I have a girlfriend you know yeah, what I'm saying exactly like, and I would like to be able to just do that and not have to think about the fact that I look masculine. I would like to be able to do the things that I do and not have to attribute that to a certain way or state certain, of being. Yeah. No, just like dress the way you want. Yeah, like I just want to be the way I am and let that be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't uh, have to be like feminine clothing or masculine clothing. Like we should all be able yes. to wear what the fuck we want. And there not, and there not be any sort of questions. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I really enjoy dressing, like, androgynously. I, I like wearing masculine clothes, but every so often it's like, I like putting on a skirt too, and I like being, like, feminine in that way. I, yeah. I like having that masculine energy, but still being a woman and still being in touch with my feminine side. 100%. Yeah. So I, I totally feel that. And even if I, if I, like, do makeup or hair or whatever and I try to look masculine, I still try to 
do it in a pretty way as well, you know? Like, I've seen, like, makeup tutorials on TikTok of, like, how to be, like, how to be pretty the way boys are pretty, like, a masculine pretty, and, like, oh. I love that shit. <laughs> that shit is so hot to me. It's like when I see, like, mask, like, woman-loving woman, and they can pull off that masculine pretty look, yeah. I, I don't know if I want to be them or if I want to fuck them. Oh, no, <laughs> or both, why the fuck not? Like, I'm... Like, that one girl I've talked about, like, she was definitely a very masked girl, and I fucking loved that. Like, we, I didn't feel like there had to be, like, gender roles in that uh, dynamic, which was nice. We could both be as masculine as we wanted, and we could both be as feminine as we wanted if we really wanted to do that, and it was cool, it was chill. A hundred percent, and I think that one of the things that's frustrating is, like, having masculine tendencies is always attributed to being gay right. or lesbian like, or bisexual. It, it shouldn't be like that. Like, and, you're, yeah. like, you're pretty straight, but, you like, even, like, when you got in the car this morning, you looked in the mirror and you're like, wow, I look like a lesbian. <laughs> yeah, and my, uh, what I call my road trip overalls. Yes, and they're good overalls. I like those. But, Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, you shouldn't have to... Attribute you know. to that, especially because, you know, I have tattoos. Yeah. If I'm like any, most of my most casual, I'm just like like I'm just throwing this on outfits are usually pretty masculine looking. Yeah. And again, the fact that I have tattoos does not help that because having tattoos, you usually attribute depending on the kind of tattoos you have. Right, right. A lot of times you attribute it to being either gay or you know what I'm saying, right, very, right. very least bisexual. Exactly. And I don't have a lot of super like arguably I don't have conventionally feminine tattoos. Yeah. I don't have conventionally feminine tattoos. So it definitely adds to the I guess you could say the lack of femininity that yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Which eventually grew to be an insecurity for me later on. Mm. Because, you know, I do I do I do wanna be I do wanna be feminine sometimes. Like I want to be read as a woman. Yeah. Not as like I, I don't know how to I don't know how to I don't know another word to use I hate to use this term unironically like a boy wannabe like a bro girl or a tomboy oh, yeah, like, I hate yeah. being read that way because I would rather be read as a woman to be respected than like a bro girl who's just kind of one of the guys you know what yeah. I'm saying like why do I have to be one of the guys why can't I just be a woman right no I feel that and like even growing up you know with what I said earlier, being told what a woman should and shouldn't do. It's like, I grew up with a lot of guy friends, and I yeah. liked being one of the boys, or whatever, but I felt like, you know, they treated me as you know, a person, and not necessarily a woman, or whatever, yeah. and so, that's, I like hanging out with guys, and I like seeing that side of me, because, you know, they treat me like a person, which And you know, nice. the thing is, <laughs> is it can be nice. Yeah. I would say the only thing is, is once, you know, you got into, at least for me, like, once I got into that part of me that was feminine, yeah. all of a sudden I went from being one of the guys and being a human being to being an object. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like that. And I wish I could just be a human no matter who or how I acted, but I get treated so differently depending on how I'm looking oh that day. Oh my god, yeah, and I you feel know? that even, like, even though I present myself so masculine, I guess, like, you know, people still see me as a woman and an object or as inferior. And I've ranted about this, I don't know, I don't think I've ever said it in the podcast, but I've still ranted about this a lot. Um, when I, I go to the rock gym, like, four times a week, and sometimes I'll bring, like, uh, a friend with me, and usually it's, like, a guy friend, and if it's just him and I, um, people at the rock gym are very friendly. Like, it's easy to make conversations with strangers and, and uh, get to know random people. But whenever I'm with one guy, people will come up to us and they'll always assume that the guy is the better climber out of the two of us. Even if it's not true and the guy has never climbed in his life. And they're always surprised when he isn't. And they will only talk to the guy and they will ignore my presence until the guy basically gives them permission to acknowledge my existence. Yeah, and I hate that. I that, know! Because here's the thing is we don't do that. Well, I, I think that most respectable women do have a mental code that if I see a girl or a friend or any woman that I know with a guy, yeah, I will let them introduce me to the dude before I start speaking to them. Yeah, yeah. That's just more of a general, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to get at your man's or anything. Right, right. I'm going to try and make sure that I'm respectful. But I feel like when guys do it, there's just this air of, like, not necessarily I don't want you to think that I'm putting their significant other, but, oh, that's your your girl, like your property, and I'm not going to talk to her. Until yeah. you say that I can, or until like you know what I'm saying, or like right, right. there have been times where I enter a room and 
Like, I am very anal about people speaking to me when I am present. Yeah. And I've jumped on a lot of male managers that come in and feel like they don't have to acknowledge me just because. Yeah. Like, either, either it's either because I'm an employee or just because, you know what I'm saying, everybody else just must seem more respectable. But I am very, like... Like, you will acknowledge that I'm here. I Like, yeah. I, if I see them acknowledge all the men in the room and then they don't speak to me, I'll be like, so you can't introduce yourself to me? Yeah. And oh I hate God. having to be a bitch in that way, but I will be if that's what it has to be. Yeah. No, I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> but men do shit like that. And then they wonder what the fuck we're talking about. It's like, you guys clearly feel like y'all don't have to respect us the same way you respect other men. Exactly. I, w- I will be respected. Yeah. And that is a given and... Un- inalienable truth. Right. Oh I don't know what God. inalienable means, but it's in the Constitution. <laughs> it is an inalienable truth. Exactly. Yeah. Inalienable. In- in- inalienable. Inal- 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 how do they use that word? Inalienable in- right? Inalienable rights. Yeah. Shit. Then in- I'm, I probably just use that word hella fucking weird. All I'm it saying sounded it, right. <laughs> it, it felt right in my soul. I probably used it wrong. All I'm saying <laughs> is. us like like I was talking about at the rock gym like I feel like I have to work harder to be acknowledged the same way a guy does just for showing up <laughs> and I yeah. hate that and you know what I think that there are too many times like here's the thing about men men do not understand intersectionality at all yeah. men of color don't understand intersectionality white men in general don't understand struggle Oh, yeah. I'm sure some understand struggle. They know what it's like to be poor. They know what it's like to be broke. They don't understand what it's like to be discriminated based off of your basic presenting identity. It's something you, know you can't saying? exactly change. At least not that easily. Like race yeah. or gender. Or and sex, I, can't I, ha- I can never have conversations with men about sexism or race most of the time. Especially if it's a white man, I really can't have a conversation about race. But I definitely can't have conversations yeah. about sexism with... Uh, with... I farted. Just letting you know. I'm sorry. I just had to because this one might stink. That was a lot of air that just came out. But as I was saying, like I can't talk to them about sex sexism because they're always talking about what I don't do and I don't see and I don't feel and I don't think. And who fucking asked you, dog? Yeah. Who asked what you do, what you think, what you see, how like, you sure, feel? Maybe they don't. But the point, that, like the, the fact that they felt attacked. It's like I'm not saying you specifically. Not to say any names, but... I know exactly what you're talking (laughs) about. Not to say any names. I don't do that, or not all men. It's like, I... Yes, this this whole not all men thing drives me up the fucking wall, and I I don't care if it's not all men. Shit still happens to me. Yeah, and here's the thing that kills me. When black men say, oh, it's not all men, I'm just like, okay, so if we were talking about police brutality... Right. We're talking about the... Shoot. (laughs) Happy accidents. Um, we're talking about like the fucking Black Lives Matter, police brutality, a cab, all cops are bad or all cops are this, da 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 da. And our argument has always been, you know, the the fucking the bystanders are just as guilty as the people who actively commit the crimes. Yeah. And I tell you, not all cops are bad. Not all cops are doing it. You'd be upset, and yeah. that's why I say black men don't understand intersectionality because if it isn't involved, then they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Don't even get me started on a black man for the record, for people who for the people who are listening that somehow came across my podcast without seeing what I look like. Just know that I am black. Yeah, yeah. Before you think that I'm just some random white girl, I don't think I sound white. But Not really. just in case you think I am some random woman bashing black men, as a black woman, I am telling you right now, black men do not understand intersectionality at all. And they tend to be very self-absorbed in these conversations yeah and there was even this one dude i was watching on tiktok and i'm trying to make this brief because we're running on five minutes worth of time left (laughs) but damn like he so like white women talk about all men and then he's talking about how the whole not like the whole kill all men or all men movement thing is a blanket like is a blanketed way of pretty much attacking black men and i'm just like why do you why are you making this about you? Yeah. Being yeah. a woman is dangerous in different ways than being black is dangerous. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Being black is dangerous. Being black, you feel unsafe in a lot of different ways. And right. there's, there's, I would never argue against that. Now, I'm light-skinned. Yeah. So, I don't have to deal with a lot of those issues. Yeah. 
But I would say in general, I would say in general, being a woman in the dangers that come with that are just vastly different. Absolutely. Because when we say, yeah. like, when we say, oh, man, it's the fact that, you know, if we know the possibilities of a man doing wrong, especially because we're not teaching men not to do the shit that they do. Yeah. I can only assume that it's possible for any of them to make these fucking mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And both me and Ken have had conversations about men who we trust and care about and who we know care about us who do things that yeah. they really don't register that the shit they're doing is wrong. Yeah, exactly. It'll be guys that you sleep with on a regular basis that you trust that will do some shit that really turns out to be a kind of, you know, rapey situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, you know, I've talked to you about he whose name shall not be named <laughs> right at this present moment. But that dude does not understand the concept of of he like telling him no or stop or relax or don't do that yeah a lot of times i have to like i should look i should be able to just say it once if you don't if you and a partner and i'm gonna keep this brief because this isn't an entire podcast conversation <laughs> on its own. if there are no safe words between you two assume that stop no don't do that are like dead set terms yeah oh my god unless you have a safe word Right. And that has been communicated. That there's an option outside of no. Assume that a no means a no. No means halt, stop, don't do that, stop. It does not mean convince me or harder or ask. Because we we get into this conversation a lot about the concept of consent and how men don't really understand that just because I didn't tell you no doesn't mean that you can do it. Exactly, yeah. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Like, ask us, please. Yes, yeah. as people, you know, just consider the fact that you know, and I would say a lot of a lot of here's the thing about new age feminism and white feminism in particular is they have this honestly, and, and you know, shoot, I hope I don't get canceled before I even get started, but <laughs> I do believe that things are different for men and women. We yeah. are not unequally capable, but we are different and yeah. inherently different. Yeah, the essence of being a woman and a man trans or not is just different i would say being trans is a very separate experience from being cis in general so being a trans man trans woman different being a trans woman and a woman are different both very real but different experiences trans man and man are different but real the differences like the the experiences are just vastly different and at the end of the day for men cis men in particular the way they view and interact with and understand sex is different than the way women understand it based off of conditioning and just general natural and when i say natural order yeah let me let me before (laughs) i look when i say natural order i am speaking solely on the fact that it has always been a thing where men chase after the women for mating right just based off of the way shit is sex is different you cannot just assume that a uh i don't know is a well maybe i can convince her she's on the fence yeah uh, maybe i can convince her it doesn't fucking work that way right right and, and yeah in this age like we have you know the gift of communication and yeah we should be able to use that like no means stop whatever the fuck you're doing yeah like let's openly talk about this yeah because and it's oh, we can't waste this. We can't waste this juicy topic on forty-five seconds worth of conversation. We'll have to save that for another. podcast. We'll save it for another podcast. Who knows when that one's gonna come out? Because we have a lot of podcasts planned. Yes. But what I will tell you is, you can catch us again. This what's today? Today is Thursday. Damn, you can catch us tomorrow. <laughs> you can catch us tomorrow. This might be the podcast I post for tomorrow. Do it. You can catch like us it. Friday. No, wait. You can catch us again on Monday. Ah. <laughs> you catch us every Monday and Friday. Yep. Please send us a DM on at the Coochie Crew Podcast. Love to hear your thoughts. At the Coochie Crew Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Beige Loaf with two Fs. You can follow me at Hi and Bye 420. Hi as in marijuana, bi as in bisexual. I promise that wasn't a setup. Hi <laughs> as in marijuana, bi. Hi and bye, as in bisexual. 420. <laughs> 420, 420. I'm going to make that name here. easier. We'll probably change that a bit. But anyway. <laughs> follow 
follow us leave feedback tell us what you think leave a like love you lots catch you on monday peace out